stand before the United Nations General Assembly to share the extraordinary progress we've made. So Donald Trump's given his speech in front of the U.N. General Assembly, and, and Sean and I were both remarking on, so he's going with the I'm super presidential leader of the free world pre-written read the teleprompter speech, and we were really expecting him to come out with, last year I came up here and I told you about North Korea. None of you bastards backed me, so guess what now? You get a tariff. You get a tariff. Everybody gets a tariff. Hilarious. Hilarious. So take that. No. How's that taste, world? Stomps off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take a suck of that! And he stomps wow. off. But not his tone, you're saying. <laughs> not his tone so far today. All right, then. He's got a haircut. He's trimmed up that odd quaff of his, a tad more uh, restrained. Maybe he'll turn around and show us that weird bald spot thing. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I got, a, I got nothing but a bald spot. Mm. Nope. I'm going to let it hang out there. <laughs> we'll let, we'll abusing the poor man for his the skin condition is terrible. It's a skin condition? Yes. Yeah, we talked about it. Mm. Well, it's a hair loss condition. Mm. It's uh, called Propecia. Or... It's different than what I got? Male pattern. Oh, yeah. All your hair very falls different. out? Yes, very different. Bald as an egg. That's what I got. Yeah. Um. So uh, I noticed yesterday, I was watching a little MSNBC on the, uh, the Kavanaugh and what's going on and everything like that. And I kind of expected them to be doing what the rest of the day is doing on MSNBC, which is, um, like I watched some Chris Matthews yesterday, and it was, it, there, there was no room for even conversation. The woman, the Ford woman, is clearly the victim of a sexual assault. Kavanaugh's an out-of-control serial sexual assaulter, and why doesn't everybody get that? And, and, and it's just, oh, wow. But on Morning Joe yesterday, they were very even-handed, and a couple of people on the panel said, I don't think an FBI investigation would do any good. We'd just end up in the same spot, and it would take a couple of days. And I just thought, well, that's interesting. And they were not shouted down or, or physically no, no. assaulted on the set or Having anything? a very calm, measured conversation, and then uh, they played some of Kavanaugh's interview from Fox this morning, and, and Mika Brzezinski said. The only thing that we can do at this point, if we're really doing our jobs, is say this is what he said, and it needs to be considered. And with these two women who have come out with their stories and everything that they have said also needs to be considered, especially given how difficult it would be for any woman to do that. And I think everybody should want the best process possible to get the truth out. And there should be no opinion put out about what he said. Because certainly no one's allowed to put any opinion out about what these women are saying without being burned at the stake. And I understand that because women haven't had their voices for decades. We are at a moment where women can speak. But that means we also have to let, when it matters, when it counts, men speak as well. And he was that is remarkable. Yeah. And so the only thing I can come up with of why they're taking this tone on the whole panel is they have... They're as connected as anybody is in D.C. Mm-hmm. They have people telling them, look, this is, this is, he's not the, that kind of guy. He's a good guy. That, that's the only thing I can come up with. You know, the, uh, the only, uh, and it's a similar idea. And they wouldn't feel comfortable going on and, you know, labeling the sexual assaulter when people are telling them, look, I've known the guy forever. He's not that guy. Yeah, I would add on to that because that, that's necessary for my little theory to work. But I'll bet they've talked to enough staffers for the senators on the Judiciary Committee to realize that, okay, we've looked at all this stuff, we've taken a serious look at it, 
And like that second gal has been, to my mind, thoroughly discredited. The whole called a bunch of classmates and said, I, something happened. I'm not sure it was Kavanaugh. What do you, in fact, I don't know if it was him. What do you think for well, a week? That I mean, story's just... been discredited by the Washington Post and New York Times of all places. Well, right. But Mika still made reference to the two women, so I thought I would throw that mm-hmm. in. But uh, Mika and Joe, who are extremely well-connected, have talked to staffers. They and, do it. They're boyfriend, girlfriend. And realized, uh, thanks for that, um, and realized he's got the votes that they're going to go ahead and vote him in. They want to make sure that uh, Dr. Ford gets a, you know, gets listened to respectfully, but he's going to be in. And those two uh, leading denizens of this town, read Mark Leibovich's book, they want a relationship with the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States because they are first and foremost in their hearts and souls and desires big wheels in Washington, D.C., and they don't want to engage in what may well be simply character assassination with one of the most powerful people in the world, because mm. for their own interests. Yeah, well, so anyway, you know, it could just be good conscience and and looking at their own hearts. But uh, you know, it's not my automatic uh, assumption. Well, it it I I now I have moved the the, the number. I had the number on whether or not Kavanaugh is going to make it on the Supreme Court. Yesterday, I was feeling like he wouldn't. I started today feeling like it's fifty fifty. I now think he will. I think if Morning Joe on MSNBC is 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 seeing, well, hey, we got to have some due process here. Yeah. We got to go through the, we got to go through. We got to listen to him and her. I think he's going to be okay. If I'm a progressive and I hate uh, Kavanaugh being on the court, actually, some libertarians are kind of mad at him too because he's uh, super soft on the government recording this and gathering that. Yeah, I hate that too, but that should yeah. have nothing to do with whether or not you think he's a rapist. Oh, oh no, I agree. I agree completely. But if you're a progressive and you don't want him on the court, I would be. I would abduct Michael Avenatti and and duct tape him and stick him in a closet somewhere. I give him food and water and a bucket to pee in. So you think he's doing them? Him? He? You think he's doing them more harm? Absolutely. Because you had these quote unquote two women. One of whom the story is just again unknown and unknowable. But um, it does not look good. It looks pretty fishy. And this third one that Avenatti, the porn promoter, is cooking up is guaranteed to be of some weird nature. It's not a it can't be a good one. Okay, we'll wrap this up so we can do something else next. But so Avenatti was on Rachel Maddow. Well, he was on CNN first, then he then he went on Rachel Maddow after that, which is a much bigger audience than any anybody he's on with on CNN. Right. Uh went on to Rachel Maddow and uh she thought she was going to get some news out of him and he said in the next 48 hours, I have a victim slash witness who will come forward and talk about the yeah, I don't even wait wanna, a minute. I don't even say what it is because then I'm I'm perpetuating a story that is probably completely made up. Anywho, right. yeah. So that's what he said, and now Jeffrey Tubin. What show was Jeffrey Tubin on? Uh, this was on one of the CNN shows this morning. I'm not okay. exactly sure which one. It was. CNN is the, the 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 network that Avenatti went on first, but this is uh, TV lawyer Jeffrey Tubin. Can can I also just say that Michael Avenatti's behavior so far in this area has been really irresponsible. I mean, you know, it is one thing. The New Yorker magazine. You know, did a very carefully on-the-record story with uh, with one accuser. The Washington Post on-the-record accusation from from Miss Ford to, for Michael Avenatti to just simply throw out there that there are these unnamed people who are going to make these allegations. That is really not how the process should work. It is not fair to Brett Kavanaugh. It is not fair um, to a- anyone involved. It is it is publicity seeking of the worst kind, and unless 
you know, he can come. I mean, if he has a person to attach to that, that's one thing. Yeah. But simply to just throw this garbage out there with no name is really, I think, awful. Okay, a couple of points. Number one, um, you know, he credited the New Yorker with being very careful. No, the, the New Yorker did identify the flaws within its own story, but virtually the entire world of journalism came up and said that that came out and said that New Yorker story was really flimsy. We would, we would never publish that. New Yorker did the best job you could do with the information they had. And the other organizations are saying, you can't print it if that's all you got. Right, exactly. So, And I point that out because so Jeffrey Tubin praised the New Yorker story. Such are his leanings. And thinks Avenatti's a joke. Jeffrey Tubin also said of Kavanaugh's accusers, it's all of a piece. It is all consistent with one another. Are they all lies? Perhaps. But it certainly has the ring of truth to me. So he's pronounced that he believes this stuff has the ring of truth. You So you can see clearly which way Jeffrey Tubin leans. And he is calling Avenatti a joke. So on said. CNN, where they uh, they've aired the guy a lot, I'm sure the bosses weren't necessarily enjoying that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So hmm. And if Avenatti had anything, he wouldn't be holding it back. No, that was his playbook with Stormy too. He wants to get on news as many days in a row as possible. That that's his playbook. It's always been that. I'm going to give you 10 percent here, 10 percent tomorrow, 10 percent yeah. the next day. Okay, so I think we are back to Ford versus Kavanaugh in the hearing. And it'll be that story that either makes it on or doesn't. Okay. That's where we are. God, I don't want Avenatti to be there in front of a bunch of U.S. senators. You know, that sort of publicity. It'll never happen. <laughs> never happen. <laughs> that would be an ugly moment. It doesn't move to Ecuador. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. We think uh, we've got think we've got helicopter parents clear up till through college in China. Look, reading this story about how students go off to China their first year and then uh, China. I'll give you the headline. Welcome to college. Your parents are in the tents next door. Um, these college kids go off to. A school in China, and then a few hundred yards from the dormitory, there's a big tent where all the parents stay so they can be really close and, like, still provide their, their kids food and take care of them and help they them with the problems. They breastfeed them, too? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So it's not just the United States. I think, I think we're just becoming adults at a later age. Yeah. Yeah, and and maybe there's something biological going, even though puberty's hitting earlier. And and you can't change uh, the realities of of making children. I mean, when you ought to make children, you know, when uh, you start having problems, you're having to freeze eggs, that sort of thing. Um, that hasn't changed. That part of lifespan, people aren't you know making kids in the regular way at age fifty five. Right. So. 
Huh, that's interesting. I wonder what society will do with that. You clearly got to move up the age of adulthood if we're just going to decide that that's the deal, right? Uh, you could. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just I'm contemplating the nature of Chinese society, how it's an obedience society, um, a, a uh, compulsory, uh, capitulating, you know, communist society. Whereas we used to be an initiative, achievement, independence society, and we're moving in that direction with this, the helicopter parenting and the well, I'll get, I'll same results for everybody. Is it just cultural, or is there something biological, evolutionary going on that a 22-year-old decades ago was a, was a full-grown adult married with kids out in the world, mm-hmm. and now the average 22-year-old is, is like a kid? Is a is a child? I don't know. Probably a lot of things that work. By, I don't know. I don't by what definition know. is he a child? Just because he's not married with kids? No. Um, Frequently doesn't have a career or a life plan or but something. But don't like even that. want to do that, right? Is that is that? Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm asking. Is that a cultural thing, or is that an, is there something going on like in our bodies and brains? I wonder. Well, it just... have I told you about the frogs? How many <laughs> frogs have both sets With of the genitals? Two sets of genitalia, right? It just seems like that's it's. I don't know if begging the question is the right thing, but you know, twenty-two uh, uh, year olds used to have a family, and that was you know they were adults and they were on their way. Twenty-two right. year olds now don't have a family, therefore they aren't adults. But I I feel like kind of the study that Marshall was saying earlier, they they are getting married. It's just happening later. It may be a biological. Right. So, yeah, that's are... why I'm wondering if we should change the age of adulthood just because of the way we structure. But what does that insurance, mean? Insurance taxes. Change All kinds the, of different things. Like raise the voting age, that sort of stuff? Yes, 35. <laughs> and and just make it more of a, a institutionalized, yeah, you, you, you stay with your parents. What does that add on TV I like so much? You know, in other cultures, it's perfectly normal to stay in your parents' house until you're 40. Right. <laughs> I love that ad. <laughs> and maybe we should just decide, yeah, we've, we've moved it all up uh, 10 years from 18 to 28. And until you're, uh, that might be a little old, but. <laughs> it's expected that you stay at your parents and on their uh, insurance, and uh, they get to claim you as a de- as a dependent mm-hmm. on their taxes. And, yeah, yeah. And there's no hurry to get a job, and all that stuff is expected. I don't know. Basing it off this Chinese story, I'm wondering if it's a worldwide phenomenon. I'm not critical of it. It just I, is I what it is. I don't know how things have changed in China, or if uh, that's a, a function China. of communism or mm-hmm. Asian tiger momism or what. I don't. I don't know. Or if it's just a function of people living longer, so yeah. there's a longer window on the other side of starting the family. Or you know, I don't know if I'm phrasing that sure, right. Sure. No. Well, that, you yeah. could make the argument you got to knock out your kids before you're 29 because you'll be dead of a heart attack at 48. I mean, you you could make that argument. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that overstates uh, the life expectancies of the 40s through 70s, but you see my point. Mm-hmm, I do. Speaking of dying of a heart attack, the new Weight Watchers claims to be all about wellness. Now they just call themselves WW. It's like when Kentucky Fried Chicken became Kitchen Fresh Chicken. You're that, not that, fooling me. That went away, didn't it? <clears throat> yeah. They're back to Kentucky Fried because people like fried, turns out. But Jack, critics say it's diet culture in disguise. Diet culture. Don't we need more diet culture? No, we need fat acceptance. Unless I think I'll get so fat I can't walk anymore culture. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Riding a scooter culture. Uh, Armed with a catchy tagline, wellness that works, the company's major rebranding not only does away with the old name, it marks a strategic move to align with modern society in which terms such as self-care and 
body positivity are celebrated, and the slightest mention of dieting is met with harsh criticism. What? That's weird. Where is that? That's weird. Is hmm. Look, I, I live where I live. I hang out with the people I hang out with. I do what I do. Um, I'm just one man. Uh, no, but I, I, I don't live somewhere among people who the slightest mention of dieting is met with harsh criticism. No, I want to always be on a diet the rest of my life. You're not on a diet, as the old saying goes. You have a diet. That's the way to approach it. So my youngest called mom fat the other day. Oh, that's insensitive. All right. I had a long talk with him. About and that. unfortunate. And it's not true. So I, uh, and uh, but I said, <laughs> I should probably shouldn't have said this. You want to see fat mommies? Let's get in the car. We're going to Walmart. <laughs> that's some controversial parenting. We'll take your calls. I was we don't even take calls and we'll take your calls. I was joking. Wow. But, you, you know, jokes are lost on six-year-olds. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that was uncool. All the way around. The whole thing was bad. Mindy Grossman. He was claiming <clears throat> mom couldn't do a flip on the trampoline because she's old and fat, which no. she's actually neither. Wow. And then she did do a flip, so everybody in the family can do a there flip. There you go. Silenced her critics. Except for the pug. The pug cannot do a flip. Uh, if you throw it far enough, it will. <laughs> uh, Mindy Grossman, WW's president and chief executive, touted the company's new focus as a, quote, 360-degree approach to healthy, no matter how you define that for yourself. God, they're, they're trying so hard to act like it's just perfectly okay if you decide to be super fat. <clears throat> That's not a good idea for me or anyone. No. Everyone is talking about wellness, and to a degree, people don't want to use the word diet because they think it's a mere short-term punitive kind of issue, and that's not what we are. Punitive. Yeah. So not well, eating whatever these the he- places that people have these attitudes. So not eating whatever the hell you want is punitive. And, and just endangering your health and your appearance and... You know, the more fat you have, the the it puts hormones into your body. You're less interested in sex. Plus, you don't feel as good about yourself. Puts pressure on relationships, and it just <clears throat> man, we live in a weird, weird society. WW is aiming to, and I quote Jack from their vision statement. Do we have a vision statement? Do I, do we had a mission statement at one time for the show. Yeah, make it till ten. Is, is, think, a vision, is that a mission station? Is a mission, Don't curse. <laughs> a vision statement sounds even more like ethereal than a mission statement. Yeah. Uh, but here's the, their mission, a vision statement. We want to create a world where wellness is accessible to all, not just a few. Okay. Wellness or a state of complete physical, mental, and social be- well-being. Have you ever heard a vision or mission statement from a company that didn't just sound like claptrap, just like <laughs> words that have no actual functional purpose maybe once but i'm hedging diet and weight are nowhere to be found in their vision statement okay well let's pretend we're not all eating more than we should and carrying around more weight than we should i am let's just pretend we're not i mean if your mission statement is ford let's build cars that's a pretty good mission statement oh yeah i could sign on for that What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Al Trump at the U.N. offering the carrot and the stick. we got the connection between exercise and memory and big news for Game of Thrones fans. Sean, get ready to travel. Sean does not react because he doesn't know what's coming. Yes. i got to check my travel Stay agent. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> A 
mouth full of nuts. I'm sorry. I wasn't ready. I had a dime for something, something. Right. Michael, can you I'm not stamp that? something, something. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Clips of the week. Hello. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome to it. This is Joe, empty-mouthed and professional. <laughs> now you got your mic off. <laughs> you got your mic You're off. just a mess. <laughs> i got to read this. Hold on. Yeah. Have you ever done this before? <laughs> yeah. This whole radio thing? Yeah. <laughs> so... You're just talking about uh, Weight Watchers changing their logo, mission statement, etc. Um, this from the Huff Post, 25 pages. Everything you know about obesity is wrong. For decades, the medical community has ignored mountains of evidence to wage a cruel and futile war on fat people. Wow. And we'll uh, get into that a little at some point. Die right. So that's what Weight Watchers is talking about right there, I think. I wonder. A little bit. It could factor in. Well, a great deal of what we thought we knew has turned out to be bunk. That is undeniable. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump addressing the U.N. General Assembly this morning, touting the U.S. economic and military might while praising each country, praising each country, the value of each country's culture, and saying that each member of the U.N. happens to be an emissary of that culture that makes their homelands unique. That is why America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance, control, and domination. I honor the right of every nation in this room to pursue its own customs, beliefs, and traditions. The United States will not tell you how to live or work or worship. We only ask that you honor our sovereignty in return. That is one of the primary reasons the guy got elected. It's not racism. Not all nationalism is quote-unquote white nationalism or racism or xenophobia. It's just not. That's a lie. The idea that Peruvians and Zimbabweans and and, and the Chinese and the Mongolians and the Israelis and, and everybody else has a sense of identity and they value their customs and their history that's not xenophobia well at the same time president trump made it very very plain he was hammering around saying the country's being run by a corrupt government that continues to fuel turmoil in the middle east calling it the world's top state sponsor of terrorism which is true on another note, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh says he has never sexually assaulted anyone. He was telling uh, Fox News in an interview last night that he's always treated women with dignity and respect, and he refuses to bow to what he calls a smear campaign against him. I'm not going to let false accusations drive us out of, the, out of this process, and uh, you know, we're looking for a fair process where I can be heard and defend the my integrity, my lifelong record, my lifelong record of promoting dignity and equality for women, starting with the, the women who knew me when I was 14 years old. I'm not going anywhere. So I want you to hear this in case you weren't listening earlier. Um, the so-called second accuser that came forward, the yeah. Washington Post and the New York Times, among a lot of other outlets, but they're notable because... Well, one, they're two of the biggest news outlets in the world or most respected, and they're real anti-Trump and anti-everything about Trump and, and have gotten caught, you know, making some stuff up in the past. And they said the New Yorker piece about the woman with the whole Brett Kavanaugh showed his penis story. 
they thought it was really weak, um, both the WAPO and the New York Times, and that, that they wouldn't have done it. And the New York Times spent a lot of time trying to come up with anybody who could uh, corroborate that story and couldn't come up with anybody. They said they interviewed dozens of people. That's thorough. The Washington Post points out that, there, that she did name a bunch of people that were at the party, and none of them said they could recall the incident. Um, there are more potential witnesses, a lot more potential witnesses with this one than with the Ford thing, but none who attest to the allegation. And so the Washington Post thinks it's a bunk story, so is the New York Times. It's a crap story. It could have happened, but there's not enough evidence there to even run a story, let, a, yep. let alone change a guy's career path because of it. And as I've pointed out a couple of times, during the week that she and her lawyer were huddled before they came out to the public, she was calling old classmates saying, I don't know if it was Kavanaugh. Do you? What do you remember? Right. It's incredibly flimsy. God, there aren't many things about uh, parties where, where you're playing drinking games where anybody can call me 35 years later and say, what do you remember about that? <laughs> <sighs> Nothing. Yeah. I'm not sure I remember that year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, or the, mean... Certainly not, not the specifics of a party. Right. Got a new study out that says exercise even a little improves your memory. Scientists from the University of California, Irvine, had test subjects do 10 minutes of light exercise, like walking around. They found even that modest amount... Do more amount... deep knee bends, Sean. There you go. <laughs> They've My legs just finally recovered, but here right. we go. All right, you're going to do this while <laughs> I right. do the newscast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Until, until commercial break. All right. Oh, boy. Down and, and up and, and down and... <laughs> uh, researchers found even modest amounts of low-impact exercise enhances communication between the regions of the brain that store and recall memories. That's wow. really wild. A little bit is so much better than There's none. There's yes. right. Yep. right. Sean, where are you? Where were you the night of September 12th, 1988? Steve's house. Wow. <laughs> All right. Now this, now, this next story ought to invigorate Sean even more. <laughs> Oh, yes, get hyped up. This is like my Rocky music. Turns, uh, turns out HBO's preserving some of the filming locations from its hit series Game of Thrones so fans can visit. They are preserving some of the sets in Northern Ireland so visitors can tour them throughout the year. You can stop doing squats if you how, like. How many have you done that's now? 30. Yeah. That's, that's 30. That's 30. That's pretty good. Oh, I have a live read after this one, do I? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I couldn't do 30 in a row like that. Dub the Ladies, game, he's in very good shape. Dub the Game of Thrones Legacy Attractions. Visitors are going to be able to tour sites like Castle Black, Winterfell, and King's Landing. Oh, Castle Black is a... Things go down at Castle Black. <laughs> Will wow. there be any flying? As I've always said... What happens at Castle Black <laughs> stays at Castle Black. <laughs> yeah. Will there be any fire-breathing dragons? I'm sure there will. I'm sure there will be summoned. Mm. You if know? you've ever seen a movie set, and, and Game of Thrones is pretty much a movie, that's yeah. fun. It's yeah. cool. It's surreal. You go to Paramount uh, Studios or right. what have you. And I remember Lord of the Rings did a similar thing with New Zealand, where they preserved a lot of this, the places where it was filmed, and now it's just a huge tourist industry. Mm -hmm. yeah, right? To the point now where they're they're having to crack down and limit it, because people are traipsing all over and ruining <laughs> the landscape. There you go. Looking that, for hobbits. That's your, <laughs> that's your news. home in a cage. <laughs> exactly. I'm Marshall. Or it's pelt. Put it on the wall. Oh, Jeez, oh, that was too much. Step away. Barbaric. I'm Marshall Phillips. You had Sam Wise's head up on your wall in your family room. <laughs> the conscience of the nation? <laughs> oh, that Mr. Was, Frodo. That was awful.
Yeah. <laughs> really, wow. really awful. Wow. Get that dentist out there. <laughs> hunting, hunting Frodo. Eh, where were we? We will take the hearings live Thursday morning. We actually need to discuss after the show how we're going to handle that. Are we going to pause and comment or let them roll, or what are we going to do? I don't think I can refrain from commenting on various things. I think uh, if you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show, you probably want to have some idea of what we think. Yeah, because there's going to be a I lot. I flatter myself. There's going to be a lot of places to hear it, I'm guessing. This is going to be one of the more watched, listened-to events in, in, well, in a generation, no we'll doubt do it about live. it. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Can you see by the dawn's early light what so proud? Wait a minute, I know what this is. You bastards. How old is she, Sean? It's charming. She's seven. So, this is what I specifically said I did not want to hear a little kid singing like an adult. A genre I cannot stand. And she's at a ball game or something? A soccer game. Soccer game. Well, you got to do something for entertainment at a soccer game. Well, finally, something we can agree on. Okay, that's a... Little kids singing like adults. It's, it's useless. It's, you know, it reeks of the whole Jean Benet Ramsey thing. Oh, my God. The whole child. They wow. tart them up like adults, put makeup on them. Then have them sing like an adult. It's sickening. She, she appeared to be dressed like a child. Let yeah, children she was be in a children. Kid soccer jersey. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I'll grant you that. Joe does not like little kids singing like adults. No, they'll you never want them to sing like little kids. Well, they sing. Oh, say, Kaboofy. <laughs> they sing kind of like adults, but like adults who can't sing very well. So what's the point? I don't there are know. lots of adults who can sing beautifully. Well, yeah, everybody's got to have something that makes them angry, and that's yours. No, no, no. A <laughs> um, couple of things. Uh, Amelia Estevez has got a new movie out. Hmm, where's he been? He's uh, uh, been a young Sheen, right? Thirty years since he's made a movie. You're kidding? Why? I didn't oh, know that. it's thirty years since he's made a movie inside a library. That's a Breakfast Club reference. Ah, gotcha, mm. gotcha. I get it. Anyway, the movie is about how libraries have become de facto homeless shelters. I don't know what you know tone it's going to take. I could probably guess, but there's no doubt that that is true. Uh, it drives me crazy all the time. Um, I've got a couple libraries that I go to that that aren't that way, and I pick those on purpose, but I know plenty of libraries that are, and your tax-paying money is going to provide a library that all you can take your kids to, except you'd never freaking take your kids there and let them wander around the library. Right. Because it's a homeless shelter now. Not safe. It's just ridiculous, but maybe that movie will have the country talking about it. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago as they were interviewing on that podcast I played. Um, people who work at Facebook and are supposed to go through the posts and delete stuff that's objectionable. Oh, I saw this. One of the moderators is suing over mental trauma, but people who say that that job is just awful. You'll see the worst kind of child porn, 
you know, beheadings, animal cruelty, just suicides. The worst stuff you can imagine on earth, they have to watch all day, every day, and it makes you insane. Makes you miserable. I don't know. Somebody's got to do that job. But... I don't, from my understanding of how that job works, I don't understand how it could be not traumatic. I don't oh, either. yeah. I how buy this completely. I mean, there are a lot of phony lawsuits, Lord knows, these days. Jeez, but... You know how many, I don't even want to say it, but you know how many child being abused videos I'd need to see to change oh. me forever? I'd never stop thinking about it. One, well, let alone all day long. At a rate of about one picture per five seconds. Yeah. When oh. like, ugh. It's yeah. almost... Like it's an experiment to make to ruin right. people. It's almost like it's deliberate. A sadist came and up you're with deliberately a way. trying to ruin people's hearts and yeah. minds and souls. Oh. This this gal who has uh, I think she filed a suit. Yeah, she's the lead plaintiff of a bunch of these people. Um, she says even going into a cold building because they kept it really chilly there, or touching a computer mouse can trigger her post traumatic stress. Yeah, there's there's a lot of. BS uh, triggering post-traumatic stress stuff out there in the modern world of snowflakes. This is not one. I completely could believe that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because this includes not only videos posted, but live streams and images they had to look at for hours a day. Oh. Including, I don't even want to read this no, list. No, no, I, Yeah, it's, it's awful. Hey. Yeah, that's rough. I've talked to cops who deal with that sort of thing. And they say it's really tough, and you can't do it. Uh, you have to kind of rotate in and out of that. Yeah, and you wouldn't gig. be you wouldn't be sitting down at eight in the morning and watching it all day long every day. Oh, It'd be yeah. A different, yeah, yeah. And, and all of this leads them to be okay. We need to figure out a way to make the automation of this process better, so we aren't traumatizing humans in an effort to kind yeah. of clean up our site. But then that's when you get sloppy algorithms that that, that don't read stuff properly, and things get taken down when they shouldn't be. It, uh, it really is like an experiment Dr. Mengele would have come up with. And that's my first Nazi reference of the day. Ding. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, what took you so long? It's, yeah. To see the worst things that 7 billion people can do every day right. would ruin your soul. Right. Your mind. Yeah, yeah. What a miserable job. Anyway. I can't even imagine it. No, no, no. I can't either. I wouldn't do it. I would not take that job. Of greater significance, perhaps, uh, Representative Duncan Hunter, R. San Diego, and his wife, Margaret, are scheduled to be back in court December the 3rd. As that thingamajigger rolls on, well, after the midterm elections, obviously, for a status conference, I didn't know that there was such a thing, on charges they illegally used more than their quarter million dollars in campaign funds to fund their lavish lifestyle and filed false records to cover it up. Um, their attorneys asked for more time to go through thousands of documents, so that that thing is grinding on. Uh, Good luck with that. Vote as you see fit. I'm making my way through this really long article. I got to tell you this because I'm a fan of bad chanting. Uh, They arrived at the courthouse um, and were greeted by more than a dozen demonstrators. More than a dozen demonstrators. There are more than five dozen demonstrators in this building right now on this floor, demonstrating that they've shown up for work. If there's one thing that drives me more crazy than little kids singing like adults, (laughs) it's the media portraying a tiny handful of people as somehow significant. A movement, right. Yeah, well said. Uh, At one point, some in the group chanted, some in the group, so not even all 12 of them. (laughs) Some of the 12 chanted, and we decided to report this in the paper because it shows nothing is what it shows. They chanted, hey, hey, ho, ho, 
Duncan Hunter must go, which is not good rhythm. No. Duncan Hunter has got to go. I mean, if you're going to do that, you've got to go. Oh, man. So it's, God, it's not enough people to, to, you know, field a baseball team with a bullpen, and they're bad chanters. One protester dressed in a rabbit costume. On the other hand. Held a sign that read, Hoppy Trail to Jail. On the other hand, the moronic <sighs> media, if you've got a cause you can't get any attention for, get six people to chant something, and they will put it on the GD News. Oh, yeah, they'll get the camera in close, so it looks like 5,000. The uh, the rabbit-suited fellow was a uh, was a reference to the fact that Hunter reported spending $600 on an airline ticket to fly the family rabbit across the country. Awesome. It's, uh, it's an expensive ticket. Buy that at the last minute? Why were they flying the rabbit somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. I suppose I could check. When was the last time you were on a bus? You don't want to be on a bus. <laughs> Poor rabbit. It's a very expensive rabbit. What am I supposed to go? Greyhound, the rabbit is saying. Very soft fur. <laughs> we're going to check in on the Ted Cruz Beto O'Rourke race in Texas, which is one of the great races in the country right now. If you get the award-winning fourth hour. If not, grab the podcast. Boy, if you don't, listen to whatever they're serving you. Oh, no. Shh. No? Easy now. No? We're team players and company men. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 